Now I'm ready. I was a little, little, little stage fried. I want to make sure I didn't have boogers in my nose. I just well, got out of the shower. Sometimes you have <laughs> leftover boogers in your nose. Man, you're showering during the quarantine? Uh, just for you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, had, I needed a reason to. I'm not oh, wearing good. pants, but I, 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 did get, I did take a shower. So You look like you smell good. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. I'm liking this. So you're surviving the quarantine? So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't really have any reason to complain. Uh, I'm, do, I'm doing all right. Uh, you've seen all my guitars. I'm, yeah. I'm doing okay. Um, right on. Yeah, you know, I, I can weather it pretty well. I'm drinking way more than than I should be, but you're not locking that oh, liquor well. cabinet up with the duct tape. Uh, <clears throat> I keep slicing through it. You know, uh, the duct tape will last for a day or two, and then I start slicing through it again. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Valley Boys episode, whatever the fuck. Join with me is my, we'll just call him a co-host. He's not my sidekick. He's not my assistant because he can't do anything. Uh, Brandon about, Collins. He's the uh, the Ginger Rogers to your Fred Astaire. Is that, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, he's he's the turd to my toilet. <laughs> yeah, and all it, took were, all it took was for me to do nothing, and I finally moved up to co-host. So that, that's all I had to do the whole time was just nothing. Yeah, yeah, but you can, but, but he can do nothing backwards and in heels, so that's that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely, four inch yeah. stilettos. There you go. <clears throat> Joined with us, our guest today. You might know him as Noodles from the Offspring. This band, I think, is gonna do pretty good. A little band out of Orange County. Thank you. Yeah, up and coming. You know, we've been we've been really working it hard. You know, trying, hoping to get that big break someday. <laughs> I think we might have hit it with our our latest video. I think might might put us over the edge. Here, kitty, kitty, man, that was great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, silly, but uh, a lot of fun to do for sure. Was that your drummer Pete skateboarding in the uh, in the cat? No, costume? no. Um, actually, it's Pete plays on the track. We were able to record and and then send him you know through Pro Tools. So it's Pete playing on the track. But it's Jonah Nimoy. He's been he's been playing guitar and, and doing backing vocals with us for about a year and a half now, and uh, <clears throat> he's playing drums in the video. But then it's a pro skater uh, in the in the cat costume, uh, skating around. That's awesome. Was that filmed in Carlsbad? It might be. It looks like uh, yeah, like Northern County San Diego for sure, yeah, it right? Just, it kind of looks like it. I was there for Legoland. Yeah. Oh, all right. Of course. Two-year-old yeah, daughter you got took her there. There you go. Yeah, I haven't been since my kid was probably close to two. Yeah, right on. How old's your kid now? Uh, he's going to be eighteen next week. Oh man, he's suffering his eighteenth birthday party. I know. Uh, it sucks. He should be Locked out getting in that. all kinds of trouble with his buddies out. You know, out there, and he he's stuck at home with his parents for the most part. You know, <laughs> we we do let him see his girlfriend from time to time. We can't. We don't want to get draconian and you know, block him from not not hanging out she's in quarantine at her house we're in quarantine here so, so you have we do alliance. let them do yeah exactly yeah, yeah but right, that's yeah. the vector if i if i get it if i get the vid i'm getting it from from that vector for sure yeah yeah well at least you have yeah. some some way to point that out are you going out at all uh yeah i walk to the liquor store fairly frequently <laughs> uh i mean we, you know we yeah we get out we, we you know we live down by the by the beach here on huntington beach uh -huh. Now you probably saw like it's all over the news how packed the, the beaches were this weekend. I know there's spreaders everywhere. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I don't think that's a big deal. I think if you're, you know, if you're not hanging out with people you don't know, you know, and you're giving each other distance, you're out, outside. I don't think you're going to spread that much. Um, 
I have the same issue with it that I do every summer. People don't pick up their trash, you know? I, had to, I, had to, I was on a walk and I had to pick up somebody's tent. They let their tent blow away and it was there for a couple of days. So I had to throw their tent in the trash. People just don't pick up their trash. So that's my yeah, main that's concern. that's a big beach problem. And they all come yeah. in from other places like Reseda. I'm glad, I'm glad to see people out with their families more than, more than normal this time of year, you know? Um, I think that's great. You know, I think that's how you're going to get through this, you know? Right. As long as you're, you're with the people you're, you're kind of quarantined with, I don't think it's an issue. And keep um, that social distance going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was in, uh, where I'm in Reseda in the Valley. Okay. And you go, you go outside and you see separate hordes of zombies. Like you never see people out walking and enjoying the air. And right. You yeah. see them in clusters, you know, and they're all covered yeah. up and, it's right. uh it's cool but it's also freaky yeah it is it is freaky it's, it definitely feels like the end times when you're somewhere and everyone's wearing a mask you know every yeah. time i go to the supermarket now we try to just go out you know once a week or once every two weeks really um usually ends up being once a week because we forget something or or we really need those uh you know hostess ho-hos and the and the the pop smart microwave popcorn that we ran out of so you got to go once a week <laughs> but uh you know so just to survive but yeah, when you're walking around and people are just wearing masks, it's freaky. It's, it's it does look apocalyptic, you know. Yeah, and, and this isn't how I imagined it going down, you know. Like not, the apocalypse not with, with this guy in office. Um, Noodles, are you a are you a Trump supporter at all? Uh, yeah, I think you know the answer to this question. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody no, on the internet knows. I I yeah right. Anyone who follows my Twitter, I have two Twitter accounts. I have one just for just for hating on on Trump and all things Trumpian. And then I have my other one, which I try not to, I try not to go off on too much politically on mine, but I do need, I think the fans need to know where I sit as well. Right, so I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to call Trump an idiot on my, my own account. Perfect. Does that, has that ever come back on you at all? Like, has anybody um, ever said, you know, I used to like the offspring and now I don't because of your opinions. Yeah, totally. And has that ever, <laughs> has that, has that, has anybody ever like from your camp said, "Hey, noodles, can you can you slow it down a little bit?" No, not at all, not at all. That's awesome. You guys yeah. are at that level where it's like, uh, we can say what we want at this point. <clears throat> well, pretty much. I mean, <clears throat> you know, what's it going to do? Hurt record sales? Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's, no, there's no record sales anymore. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's funny because Dexter's definitely leans more more conservative than I do. He's not a Trump supporter. You know, he he recognizes crazy when he sees it. And dangerous when he sees it. So he's not a Trump supporter, but he's definitely leans way more conservative than I do. I'm, and I'm left of, you know, Democrats, generally speaking, not right, always, yeah. but generally speaking, you know, but I try not to, to be knee jerk about anything. You know, I don't want to be reactionary. I want to, you know, actually be thoughtful and right, you know, of course. try to think things through. It's funny you mentioned that left of Democrats. So coming from Canada, our conservatives are pretty much more to the left than the democrats here are yeah democrats in this country have always been republican light you know and i think it's even moved more and more like today's democrats are like reagan republicans seems like right, to yeah. me for the most part you yeah know? when you when you break it down by policy for sure and uh yeah. that's kind of what brandon was saying so brandon he is a trump voter yeah all we, right there, there's one of us in the midst um, not 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 supporter but voter yeah voter okay yeah, I just it was it was the South Park South Park giant douche versus turd sandwich in 2016. 
So I just didn't feel inspired by anything. I caucused for Bernie in Colorado when I when I lived there. Okay. And uh, I've known people that have gone from Bernie to Trump, and I'll never understand that. I'll never understand how you can make that that leap. That's like that's like a virus going from a bat to a human. It really is. It's that <laughs> extreme of a jump. I'll never understand how that happens. I'll tell you how it happened. Those people that went from Bernie to Trump were already on Trump and Bernie won them over and they just went back to Trump when it was yeah. when Bernie okay. was out because those uh yeah you're right they're they're <clears throat> they're polar opposites but it's not like a ladder you could just go okay so if Bernie's out now I'm going to Biden next now I'm going to like Bernie has won a lot of Trump supporters over because they del- Trump's initial me- message was very similar to Bernie's, the opposite in policy, but very similar in anti-corruption, going to drain the swamp, get rid of money, get all money out of Congress, everything like that. And then he turned out to, as Jimmy Dore put it, he drained the swamp and filled it with his own monsters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Trump is a salesman, first and mm-hmm. foremost. And the, the product he sells the best is him. It doesn't matter if it's steaks or an airline or a university those 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 products are all going to be shit, but he'll sell them and he'll sell them to people. And he, he's done a great job of selling himself to the American public. But but the product is always crap. Right. Yeah. It's just it's it's got that that name brand recognition. Seriously. Yeah. And, and you're right. He is. He, it's like he's always trying to sell something. And uh, it it feels like you're buying a TV at Best Buy when you hear him talk, you know, and he just doesn't stop talking. And it's and it, and he keeps looping back. He'll say something totally profoundly stupid, like uh, these disinfectant injections. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then he he tries to backpedal it the next day by saying, "Oh, I was being sarcastic." Like how how little faith do you have in this current administration, yeah. where all the king's men that's the best they can come up with? Because you know they were talking about it. Like how oh, do you yeah. do damage control? Oh, I got it. Say you're being sarcastic. I think that was, yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't know what, what his advisors are saying. And they know that he doesn't take anyone's advice. Um, I think they just throw everything at him until one of them makes sense in his diseased mind. And he'll go, yeah, I'll stick with that one. Cause it just, it, he just, he, he can flip on a dime and, and say the exact opposite thing the next day. And, oh, okay. That's just Donald Trump. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't. Great salesman, though. I mean, he he's got a lot of people, you know, buying his stuff. But yeah, at this point, um, he's always he's always had a very low but consistent approval rating. That's kind of what Brandon uh, was saying about that. Uh, it's 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 extremely low, but he's got his followers that are going to follow him off a cliff. The one thing that Donald yeah. Trump said that is very true when he was campaigning in 2016 was that he could shoot somebody on fifth Avenue and not lose any voters. That is true. Absolutely. And if he did, if he, if he shot that guy and skull fucked him right there on TV, live TV, <laughs> uh, his supporters would blame the media for showing it, you know, for, for treating him so poorly. Um, it is like a cult in that, in that regard, very much like a cult. And he is the Supreme leader and, you know, there, all, all proof and all evidence does not exist. If it, if it, you know, betrays their leader. They, they won't see it. You know, don't yeah. Believe your eyes. Don't believe yeah. your ears. The media exactly. is very Orwellian. And that whole well, fake news he thing. he doesn't like, win the uh, presidency again in 2020, he can uh, take over North Korea here before too long. <laughs> Seriously, I, I hear they're looking for somebody to do that. 
Right. Dennis do we Rodman. have any, any, do we have any update? On, oh yeah. Dennis Rodman is the new fearless yeah. leader of Korea, <laughs> North Korea. Oh, that would be awesome. I think it's going to be his sister, right? That's what they're, they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm haven't heard for sure. You know, Donald Trump gave a very cagey answer about it. Uh, the other day he says, yeah, I know, I know what's going on with him. And I, and I wish him the best. I hope he, I hope he's, you know, doing well. And then this Korean, uh, a news person asked her a question about Kim Jong-un saying something the Saturday before. He goes, oh, this last Saturday? Yeah, he didn't say nothing. <laughs> he didn't say <laughs> nothing last Saturday. I just shut her down. And he's like, I can't really tell you what I know about it, but yeah, he didn't say nothing. Okay. Wow. I think that's a clue. Yeah. Yeah, if there's one thing that you'll you'll learn about Trump is he does he does just say – the first thing that pops into his head. And I was like that too in second grade. And then by third grade, I learned to not be like that. Right. Yeah. No internal dialogue. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I think he's a little bit more crafty than that. He, he there's sometimes when he knows what, you know, what I, I think a lot of it is intuitive though. He's just an intuitive salesman. He just knows his audience and he knows how to, how to reach out to them and, and how to, how to make them feel something that'll get him on, on his side. And I, and I, a lot, largely intuitive. I think he also, there's some, there's some intellect there, uh, but I, he's I don't stupid think like he's, a fox. Yeah. Like Homer All Simpson right. said. I like it. <laughs> stupid like a fox. Stupid <laughs> like a fox. I like it's it. Part of the angle, you know, and mm. uh, he, he, whether you like it or not, he does have a sense of humor, not about himself so much, but uh, that guy is, I, I hate to admit this, but he's, when I say this, I don't mean Donald Trump is, is, is funny, but the, the right. absurdity is hilarious. The absurdity of this whole situation okay. is very funny. Not the, not the damage he's causing, not, uh, but the, the right. surreality is funny. If this were a cartoon, I'd be laughing my ass off. Right. When, when he's up there telling people to inject disinfectant or look into injecting disinfectant and, and shining the light inside of you, uh, the absurdity yeah, is it's, funny. It's, it's absurd. It, it is absurd. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it's beginning, you know, becoming less and less funny. I get you know, that yeah, too, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I thought he was in on the joke at, at the beginning. I remember during the debates when they said, what's your code word going to be if you become president? And he says, humble. <laughs> and I thought, like, you motherfucker. No way. And I was dying laughing. And I thought he was in on the joke. I don't think I think he was being serious. I think it's the absurdity, but I don't think he I don't think he was in on that anymore. I think he is so he is so unable to first of all to laugh at himself, you know, to to self-deprecate. I mean, and have you ever really seen him laugh at anything other than like somebody's misfortune like like you know Hillary when she was collapsing getting into the van. I think he laughed at that. But I've never seen him laugh at a joke. You know, he did crack one joke when, when, and of course he was doing something evil. But when, uh, you remember when he was throwing out paper towels at people, right? Uh, yeah, Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, yeah, he was putting on these gloves, and they were um, too small for him. And he goes, "Oh, see, see, my my hands are too big for these gloves. <laughs> my hands are huge." Oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, there yeah. was a, a little poke there. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. A, he is a soulless person, and. It's, yeah. he didn't he didn't grow up a human being he grew up a, a little a little prince with with suitors around him and people telling right. him what to do and guiding him on that he's not this brilliant businessman he's this uh he's he's a he's a con artist born out of a con artist taught to believe he's doing everything himself. yeah 
He started off with a small loan back in the 60s of a million dollars, which let's adjust that for inflation. It's what, 10 million now, let's say. And they don't have his tax records, but they got his dad's, Fred Trump, who, as it turns out, gave him $60 million in loans throughout his life that Donald never paid back. So $61 million. Anybody that starts off with that could very well be Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just you know goes to show that the the story he's sold everybody is just not true. I mean, he just gets out there and lies, you know, blatantly. Um, so you think yeah, Biden's going to beat him? I don't know. You know, I really don't. Um, yeah, I, I've kind of given up on on the presidency at this point. Uh, I'm I'm putting all my money on on uh, you know down ballot, like trying to flip the Senate and and maintaining the House. Okay. You know, uh, I, I'm not going to give any money to the Biden campaign. You know, uh, I, I think Biden is a decent guy for the most part, but he's way past his expiration date. You know, uh, he's not putting together sentences. Not not that Trump does, but Trump does it way more confidently than Biden does. I think Biden even knows he's kind of he's over that hill. Definitely. Well, Biden had his wife speaking for him the other day when he was doing an interview. He, he just is standing next to her smiling all creepy like and she was delivering his campaign message for him. I would vote for Dr. Jill Biden in a heartbeat. Yeah, I really I think she'd be great. Yeah. Braden, weren't you saying that uh, Biden's policies are more more in the middle, more centrist than he is a, a progressive? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. He's just a typical Democrat that we're talking about, like the the 1980s Reagan type Democrat. Yeah. And uh, like, that's the thing when uh, it was, I think during the debates with Bernie's, uh, they asked, I believe they asked him if like he would be willing to adopt any of Bernie's policies or any of the progressive policies. And he said, basically like nothing fundamentally would change with him as president. Yeah. You know what? There's a couple things where, where he did stand out and, and kind of led the, you know, in, in ways that were progressive. He was the, but before Obama did, uh, Joe Biden came out in favor of gay marriage. Um, he, Joe Biden was a, a real supporter of the ACA. He understood how, how big a, a deal and how important that was. So there were, there were, you know, ways where he, I think he led, you know, where Democrats didn't, but, but for the most part, I, I absolutely agree with you. Now here's where things get a little sticky. Um, he's got that very, it seems credible sexual uh, assault allegation right. and um, you can't ignore something like that. But at the same time, you can't weigh it against the other candidate because he's got what? 22 credible yeah. sources yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever credible accusations. So right. what I find out what's happening right now today, April 29th is he's the right and the far right. They're all um, weaponizing that. They're saying, oh, he has a rape allegation. This is a very serious thing. Do you want to rape us? It's like, look at your own candidate. Are you 22 times as vigilant towards what Trump's allegations are as you are Biden's? Or is this about political right. ammunition? I read an, an article uh, in a mainstream publication that was talking about the Democrats' Me Too problem with Biden. Because the Democrats have so... Um, taken up the mantle of the me too movement and supported that movement they can't possibly support joe biden anymore right you know he's got this credible allegation against him the the flip side of that is the republicans have no such compulsion they don't don't give a rat's ass about sexual assault hey man 
that, ha- that shit happens, you know, kind of get over it. Like, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Kind of, he, uh, he was elected with all those allegations out there. Absolutely. The whole, the grabbing by the pussy was, was out there. I mean, on tape and on top of the 24 allegations, what does he do? He brings in three of Bill Clinton's accusers, you know, to the, to one of the debates, you know, <laughs> Yeah, Bill wasn't was even running, you know, it was Bill's wife running it. And, 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 you know, the people that just, yeah. And, and I understand how, you know, the, the, uh, Trump supporters are like, yeah, show them, you know, they've been showing us for so long, get them, get them. They, they smell blood in the water. They love that. Um, but it didn't have anything to do with, with anything. It was just a stunt, you know? Right. And so it's very hard for, uh, it's very hard to take a stance on it one way or the other, because I feel like if you completely ignore, um, if you completely ignore Biden's accusation and then you hold Trump's against his, you're a hypocrite and vice versa, of course. Yeah, totally. For myself, I tried to say like Rose McGowan was, was talking about that online. And I mentioned something to support her because as you know, she's been, blacklisted by Hollywood for years. She's been screaming it for years and years and years that she was raped by Harvey Weinstein and it ruined her career, ruined her life. And people still give her the blacklist, you know, because she's very passionate about the way she's delivering this. So I showed her support and I was dogpiled by people on my own side, you know, hashtag weasel for Trump, I guess. And it's like, no, I'm just saying you can't, you can't uh, ignore Biden's allegation if you're gonna you, you can't and, and we need to hold not just biden but but you know all of democrats responsible for that you know and the same with clinton too i mean clinton got a got a free pass for far too long <laughs> you know right. uh yeah that and that shouldn't have well whatever you know that's that's i was gonna say it shouldn't it shouldn't have been held against hillary necessarily but whatever that's water under the bridge you know clinton i think finally is democrats don't you know, we can't hold him up as a, as, as, as you know, you know he, he was really widely viewed as a great president until he's, he said some things recently and the Me Too movement came out. And yeah, those, those women were incredible. You know? mm-hmm. And then I, I find Clinton to be the, the weirdest um, panic button that people on the right go for. They're like, well, Bill Clinton, that's how they start off their argument. Well, Bill Clinton did this or said that or whatever. And it's like, okay, that was, he was elected in 1992. You know, All right. like, yeah. go, go talk to people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, because they're the ones who voted for him, you know. Right. So the last president, Obama. Nothing, no scandals, no arrests, nothing, no allegations. Right. And he, he inherited an economy that was in shambles in 2009 when he was elected. And it's been going right. up and up and up and consistently. <clears throat> up. And then Trump takes over and it's been going up at the same rate it has been. And that is the best thing that Trump has in his corner right now is the economy. He's taking all the credit right. for it. And he's saying it was all me, even though it's just been going up at the same rate. He didn't fuck it up. That's what he did. He didn't. Absolutely. Fuck that up. Yeah. yeah and, maybe added a sugar high with, <clears throat> you know, Mitch McConnell and, and Paul Ryan and the, the tax cuts for the wealthiest 1%, mm-hmm. which all went back into buying stocks. That might've added a little bit of sugar buzz to the, to the economy, but, but it, it was steamrolling. I mean, it was a, a locomotive on the track going, you know, by the time, uh, Donald Trump became president. Um, exactly. And that's his, that's his only, <clears throat> that's the ace up his sleeve. Now with this, uh, with the virus and the economy going down, it's, it's inevitable. We're going to be hitting a, a depression or a recession, at least maybe a depression, right. but he, uh, uh, that's, that's his one thing 
that he had is, is the economy. So I think that's why he's pushing everybody to get back out there. I thought he would be pushing for treatment, cures, testing, something right. like that, but he's not. He's just saying, go out there and spread it. You know, get the economy well, well, going yeah. again. Well, I mean, at first he was, he was doing the sales job. This isn't, a, this isn't a problem. I'm selling you on the idea that this is not a problem. China's got it under control. He was talking about how great a job Xi Jinping was doing, right. uh, you know, in January and the beginning of February. Well, the, the one thing he did, to his credit, you know, whether you like it or not, is he did block some flights from China. But you know that that was just, that was his gut. You know, block more non-white people from entering our country. Right. You know that was an easy, that was an easy <laughs> call for Donald Trump and, and his administration. <laughs> right. Stephen Miller was like, Stephen Miller had a hard-on for a week over that one. You know that. Oh, yeah. Um, that so, intro. yeah. But then all of February, he did nothing. He didn't get on testing. He didn't get on, you know, medical supplies, you know, the personal uh, protective equipment. None of that. He didn't do anything. And, and now they're talking about opening up. We do not have the testing we need to do. Yes, we're doing more testing in this country, by numbers, but not per capita. You not know, even close. Not, yeah, it'll not be even close. Far away from, yeah, from all of, almost all of Europe is, is doing better than we are as far as testing goes mm-hmm. per capita, per you know, per hundred thousand people or whatever. That's what you need to do, and you need to, and we need to trace it. I would, I would have no problem putting like a, a Corona tracking app on my phone. I know they're doing that in, in uh, like Australia and and tracking the coronavirus and. You know, if it helps slow the spread and we can do it smartly, that way you can open up some parts of the economy, but where there's hot spots, know that, okay, those places need to lay low for a little bit until it goes away. You know, you can, you got to be smart about this and we're not. And in, and I, unfortunately, I think, you know, in this country, until we start having friends and relatives die on us, it's not going to mean anything to Americans. Right. We, you can believe whatever you want, and we, we choose to do that. We believe whatever – we pick the news channels that tells us what we want to hear, not necessarily what's, what's really happening out there. You know? You're exactly right about that. Now, how, what do you think about um, – so, first of all, they've only issued 5.2 million tests. Now, there's 330 right. – million people here so right. out of those 5.2 million tests 1 million have tested positive so do you think maybe that's why trump doesn't want the testing to go because he doesn't want it because the more testing the more cases you know i think for certain for certain that's why he slow rolled the testing he didn't want those numbers up there because those numbers made him look bad mm-hmm. and he's selling him so exactly. he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything that might hurt his you know saleability um, that's why he complained about like the, the cruise ship. He's like, we got one case right now. If we let this cruise ship dock, then we have 15 cases and that makes us look bad and it's no fault of ours. And you know, it's right, the cruise yeah. ship's fault. That's not, it's not solving the problem. It's, it's worrying about your sales job, which is his number one job can, in his own head. You know? Exactly. Well, Doing- he's been campaigning for 2020 ever since he won the election in 2016. He's been yeah. campaigning for this. And that, that's, that kind of worries me too, because what do you do? What are we going to get once he's once he's in again and has nothing to lose? Because he's, he can't win again. So what's right. he, then? He's just going to really go with his gut, which I think will ruin everything. But yeah. Um, but one of the things that I'm going to point out too is you said there's five, been five million tests, but that five million tests have happened over the last month and a half, right? Mm-hmm. You need to test people. You know, this this has an incubation period of a week to two weeks. You need to test people every, every week repeatedly. Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, so, yeah, maybe there's been 5 million tests, but 
that doesn't mean that that percentage of the population has been tested. Some people have been tested a couple times, you know, they've tested more in, in hot spots than they have. And they've been testing mostly sick people too, because they're the ones exactly, that come yeah. in and get it, you know? Now, so. how would you feel about, let's say if they did manage to get uh, testing for everybody and they were, they were floating the idea of giving out some kind of passport saying, okay, this person is, this person's clear of the virus or has the antibodies or whatever it is. Right. And that's what you need to be out in public. What do you think of something like that? I, I well, yeah, good luck. I mean, we, we're a well-armed society, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I even bristle at that because you know, that can be used in a lot, of, a lot of bad ways. But if, if you make it more, you know, like there's a lot of people that don't vaccinate their children and, I just think that's stupid. I vaccinated my children. I've been vaccinated. You know, I, I understand how that shit works. And, you know, I don't, I don't buy the hype that it's, you know, creating autistic children. They're, they're, and there's been no, no uh, proof of that. Uh, but if you put in, just download an app on your phone, you know, and, and just, you have that, that's what they're doing in, in China. And if you don't have it, I, I watched a video of this crazy Canadian guy, Guelo 60, a super nerdy, just like super, I think he's, I think he's like some sort of missionary guy, I think. Super nerdy guy, very nice guy. And he's, he doesn't carry his phone around. So they just kind of go, oh, well, all right. Well, they don't know how to deal with him, but they let him go. He's not barred from going anywhere. You know, I think it would be easier said than done to, to make everyone have a passport. But I think there are ways to track this. You know, not everybody has to have it. If, if people are, uh, you know, on their own downloading this app and, and finding out if they have the, the fever, if you have the fever, you mark it or whatever or the doctors can mark it. But for contract tracing, like I went to this store and I think somebody at that store has it. Well, I know I need to lay low for a little while so I don't spread it. Don't, I don't go visit my parents for a couple of weeks, you know, until I know that, uh, okay, I probably don't have it anymore. And, and I think that you, for, if everyone kind of does it, well, everyone who wants to do it does it. I think that would help. I don't think you have to force people to do it, I guess is my point. That would, that would be kind of, like I said, we're a well-armed society. I think yeah. the people that we had marching last weekend here in, in Huntington would triple if, uh, if you started forcing people to do it. Right, and you're going to have a hard time convincing people of color and uh, immigrants and children sure. of immigrants being branded yeah. a certain way uh, yeah. to be allowed out in public. But speaking of that, so um, you see that Trump is wanting to – or he's floating he's, – he said that he wants this to happen. He's going to cut off all aid. If you want aid from, from uh, sanctuary cities, you've got to turn over all illegal immigrants to, to ICE. Yeah. In order yeah. to get funding that we've actually paid for. <sighs> so think about that. We pay federal taxes. Like just from a, not even the humanitarian standpoint, but from a, yeah. fr from, from a financial standpoint, we pay federal taxes. And he's saying, okay, if you want us to use those taxes to help you, you have to surrender your illegal immigrants. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's, it's infuriating, and, and it's, it shows that he doesn't understand what sanctuary cities are, are about. Exactly. You know, I mean, they, these people come here, they work, they, they keep prices down on everything that Americans consume. Everything that Americans consume have lower price tags because there's uh, labor under the, that works here under the, under the tables, uh, immigrant labor. We want those people in those communities to be safe. If, you, if, if you're arresting all of them, anyone who comes forward, you know, because they're, you know, whatever, they know who a drug dealer is or they've been assaulted, if they can't come to the police and be safe, you know, they're, they're afraid they're going to be shipped down to El Salvador, 
where there is going to be, then they're going to get killed and raped right. and murdered. Um, it, the whole society is less safe. If they're not safe, then we're not safe. You're going to breed these pockets, you know, where, where crime is going to be going rampant. It's not going to stay in that. It's like, a, that's like a virus. It's not going to stay in that community. It's going to go out into the rest of the, the rest of the, the communities out there. It's just, it, it's such a stupid reactionary, not thought out process. Just so short sighted. Right. And it's, 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 <clears throat> It's a false equivalency. I mean, it, one doesn't have to do with the other. But going back to that term sanctuary city, not a lot of people know what that means because the word itself is very misleading. Sanctuary right. city just means that local law enforcement, they, they do not pursue people's status. That's it. So if they arrest somebody, they're not saying, where are you actually from? Uh, you know, they don't care. They're not actively right. pursuing that because it's not their job. There, right. there are federal there are branches of the federal government where that's their job. That's their thing to do. Okay. And it used to be, uh, cause it was started after nine 11. It, it was a way to find out if there are any terrorists in the country. Exactly. Exactly. And, and now yeah. it's turned into, Hey, did you pay your parking ticket? Get out. You know? Right. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, sure. You, you work six days a week, you know, for 12 hours, but you, you know, you're, you're not here legally. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't right. care whose kids you're taking care of, you know, what, what products you're creating, what, you know, meat packing facility you work at, you know, it's, it's, it's lunacy. It's just lunacy. There's, you've got to look at the big picture and connect it all. Um, you know, not to say that, that, you know, illegal immigration isn't a problem, but, but that's not a fix. It's just a react, you know, a knee jerk reaction to it. That's going to make the problem worse, not better. Exactly. And, I mean, illegal. There are two sides to illegal immigration. There's the there's the border crossing, and then there's people that are already here and have been here for twenty years. Sure, most most uh, I think most you know illegal illegal immigrants, whatever, non documented, undocumented, whatever you want to call, it, they flew in here, right, from other yeah. other parts of the world. They come yeah. in, they say they're going to Disneyland, and they're vetted through, and then they just don't go home. Yeah. I know a couple of guys. <laughs> just occurred to me. <laughs> really great guys, productive, uh, you know, uh, contributing members of, of society. Right, and and yeah. uh, it's it's like if you're shit. Now my phones are being tapped. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> My Facebook contacts are everyone's ice is going through them right now as we speak. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's uh if 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 you're going to start rounding up people, you better as the white stripe said in that one song, Icky Thump, you better kick yourself out. You're an immigrant too. Cause unless you're a Cherokee Indian, you're you you're a descendant of an immigrant. Somebody sure. that came yeah. here and legal immigrant <laughs> okay but my parents my time. my ancestors came here during the potato famine legally right <laughs> it's, and and i would buy that you know i would almost buy that argument if it wasn't just people from shithole countries that you were trying to keep out you know and right, and exactly. making legal immigration harder and harder from countries that you deemed shithole countries largely you know brown-skinned people Right. Uh, and that's what it's about. It's not about the law, yeah. because if it was Ronald Reagan, the GOP poster child, he had the immigration reform of 1986, where they they yeah. said, "Okay, illegal immigration is a problem. <clears throat> what are we going to do about it? Well, let's give them a pathway to uh, to having a conditional green card that they pay for. They pay their back taxes on it. They they pay for the whole investigation, prove they're not a criminal here or in their home country, and they could stay conditionally." Yeah, there's a great video on YouTube of. Ronald Reagan and George Bush I saw debating, debating immigration policy. 
and they they're to the left of today's Democrats when it comes right. to this. I mean, they're just the sweetest men you'll ever meet that love brown skinned people, you know. Right. And and you know, you will not find a, a Republican, you know, maybe in a purple district, but most Republicans, certainly no one in the Freedom Caucus is talking like this. They're all just blatant racists. Uh, exactly. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. Well, because back then the the Reagan Bush knee jerk reaction was these are good people. How do we make sure that we, the good ones get to stay? And now it's these are bad people. Some of them might be good, but it doesn't matter. Like these are bad right. people, and that's what it that's what it comes down to. It's not about the law anymore. It's about having brown skin neighbors. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and can, when you when you start conflating every you know southern immigrant that comes across the border as ms-13 i mean what is ms-13 going to be like less than one percent of the population that comes through but you're conflating that with all of them you know exactly. most of the people come here are in hard hard working you know now then there's then there's the you know drug smuggling and and the smugglers and stuff even the you know the, in the, the the you know human traffickers that's a different issue that's not immigration that, that's actual crime right you know, that's a very different issue to be dealt with differently than than immigration but it's like you said, you're, they're, basing their, they're making their opinions on the, on the very small percentage of people, which is exactly what prejudice is. Right. And yeah. What if they did that towards uh, uh, Christians, God forbid? But what Can if we said, start? <laughs> <laughs> well, they feel there's this war on Christianity and, and everything's being shut down because people don't want uh, prayer in schools. Because, and so, therefore, it's a war on Christianity. But what if we as a, as a society looked at some of these mass shootings done by white men, uh, Christian white men, and say, these are radical Christians. And they, right. and, and they represent the whole, and we want all Christians kicked out of the country. Like, that would be ridiculous, right? Right. But it's no different than saying that, that these are drug dealers, these are murderers, these are rapists. They're not sending their best people. And what I, what I see from these right-wingers is whenever something goes down in Mexico, like drug-related or whatever, there's a, there's, a, there's a bloodbath, a massacre, and they say, see, this is why we need the wall. This is why we need to prevent them from coming here. And it's like the people coming here are trying to escape that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And, and your family escaped whatever it was, the potato famine. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> but they were fleeing something. We're all here well, for my, a reason. My last name is is Wasserman, but I'm adopted. So maybe the the Wassermans were they were getting away from the pogroms of Europe. But I, I know I'm largely Irish uh, by heritage genetically. So uh, I, I I'm assuming my biological ancestors came over from the potato famine. <laughs> Why not? You like know? Ann Coulter, she tried to say that her her um, her ancestors were all settlers, and then. Um, some people read the they, genealogist had a, a chart showing exactly where her grandparents came from. And it, was, it only went back two generations and they're all from, they were fleeing the, uh, the potato famine. So like they were oh, okay, basically yeah. refugees. They're not shit. I'm really, uh, thanks. Now I'm related to Ann Coulter all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. well, you were probably like one twentieth of the, uh, of the country. But, yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a special kind of crazy. What I like about her in a, in a, in a backwards sort of way is that she, she, she calls out Donald Trump, but for the wrong reasons. She yeah, does it because yeah. he's not delivering on his promises. But he's, he's not, not as racist. He's not as racist as yeah, she is. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Like you said well, yeah, that it, we'd build the wall. You said that, and it's true. Why aren't the rest of Republicans, if you actually support Donald Trump and his promises of getting rid of all the immigrants, why aren't you rallying behind him? Do you really think it's the Democrats' fault when he had a, a, a Republican-controlled House and Senate his first two years, and it's all it's right. the Democrats blocking it? No, no. Right. The one thing they, they wanted was tax cuts for the rich. 
And that's right. the one, the one major piece of legislation, which really all they did is undo taxes. You know, they didn't really create anything. And that's all Donald Trump has done is undo. He's just gone in there and torn things down that people spent years building, whether it's the, you know, the Paris Accords or, you know, uh, this, you know, um, environmental, uh, you know, restrictions and limitations. And it's just, oh, we're done with that, you know. Air quality's getting shitty. Well, now it's getting great because no one's yeah. driving <laughs> or going anywhere now. But but it was getting shitty right before this this pandemic happened. You know, mm-hmm. air and water quality were were taking a hit in our country. Exactly. Yeah, especially here in LA, um, it's a little clearer where you are. But here, even in the valley, uh, it's like earlier this year. It's so smoggy and gross outside that you don't right. even realize how bad it is until now. Now you go outside, it's so clear and clean. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's been pretty wild, pretty wild. Really, I'm I'm down here by the beach. Really gray day today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of just whatever marine marine layer, but yeah. Same here. So, uh, we like to play a little game where Brandon reads out uh, three headlines, and we have to guess where they came from. So, okay, uh, we have to guess what man is from. Brandon, you want to explain it? Yeah, so it's a Florida man, California man, or Canada man. So each of these stories, it could be from any any one of the particular places, Where but it uh, usually in involves some buffoonery or uh, shenanigans of some kind. Okay. All right. So, so this week, it's uh, Canada man, Florida man, and what? Sorry. Uh, and California yeah. man, right? Yeah, this, week, uh, this week, it's going to be uh, Orange County man as well. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm feeling the pride in my chest already. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, first story, man arrested twice in a week on DUI charges. Did that happen in Florida, uh, California, Canada, or Orange County? Oh, that could have happened anywhere there, right? Yeah, that's a weak one. Um, I'm going to go with Canada. Uh, I think I'm going to go with – I think I'm going to go with Canada, too. Yeah. But in Canada, I think that the, the – uh, the penalties are stiffer, aren't they? That guy's oh, yeah. probably fucked. Yeah. Yeah, they don't mess he, around. You go to jail your second time. They won't even let him in Canada. Like, I, you know, I travel with a lot of guys in bands that have DUIs, and mm-hmm. getting into Canada, even after a DUI, is really difficult. You have to, uh, you know, really get you go to a lawyer, spend a lot of money just to just you be have able to, to enter get your country ahead of time. Yeah. Well, it's because they don't want you driving on the streets there. You know. Absolutely, I don't blame them. Yeah. And it's the yeah. same thing coming into the states. Uh, so. I've got friends with DUIs in Canada who can't fly in here, but they can drive across the border. Really? Yeah, how, how funny ironic is that? <laughs> how funny. Uh, going to Canada is always driving across the border takes way longer. I've done it in my camper a couple of times now. Yep. Uh, it's always way longer than, than flying in. When I fly in, I usually breeze through pretty quick, but I don't know. I never knock wood. I don't have a DUI. i been very do you know uh canada's crazy at the border like driving in they don't want you they're, they're looking for canadians buying products in the states and not paying duty on them because that's a thing oh uh, okay you buy something here way cheaper and you make it look like it was yours already and they uh they don't want that so they'll they'll go right through your car looking for you know a set of headphones or whatever <laughs> all right huh that's interesting big scandal maybe maybe they want to make sure i wasn't sneaking in stuff to sell up there or something's my camper yeah yeah you know yeah i don't know or any guns, you know? <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, this particular uh, uh, story happened down in Florida, though. 
Oh, it's okay. That's so. the lamest Florida story all right. of all things know, to happen. Right. Exactly. That's what, we thought it was pretty tame. We thought for sure Canada. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Like the, the, the first one he got, he got in a road rage incident. So he's in a fight with a guy on the side of the road. Police broke it up and then they realized he was, uh, he was drunk. And then the, the second one, he was so fucked up. He, he was driving into oncoming traffic. And then after they pulled him over, he just fell out of the car. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Luckily, he's lucky he didn't kill anyone. Jeez, driving yeah. into oncoming traffic. Oh, man. All right. Story number two. Man arrested for shooting inside a house, setting fire to car and driveway. Did that happen in Florida, Canada, or Orange County? See, I would think that's Florida. That sounds like a Florida uh, That night. totally sounds like Florida. I think it's a trick question. Uh, it is. So he, he fired a gun in his house, set fire to his car or somebody else's car? Yeah, he, uh, he fired, uh, did like a drive-by shooting at a house, but then he also uh, set fire to uh, the people's car that was sitting in the driveway. Okay. Did anyone die? No, no. Canada. No, Canada. no, I try to keep this lighthearted. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, besides, uh, besides all that, but I mean, uh, generally no deaths involved. I'm going with Canada, man, because if that was America, like they would have been a little more efficient with that with the shooting well let me ask is is florida off the table now because we already got the florida one or can they still be from yeah it could, it could be from any any place any any of those places okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm gonna go with canada on that one too i think it's a trick one i was gonna say florida but i think it's canada well it was a trick one but this one is actually orange county it was in the city is of it? orange wow i didn't hear about it i i would thought i would have heard about that one yeah, this, yeah, it happened a little bit ago. Well, I had to go back a little bit. I didn't want anything too recent that you would have just read. So I <laughs> See, to, I, was, I was like thinking this week. So, okay, yeah. I used to live pretty close to Orange. I lived in Tustin, and, and there was a great uh, skateboard shop really close to the Orange Circle there in Orange. And I used to go to a bunch of great restaurants and stuff. I used to hang out there quite a bit. There's a ton of great little beach restaurants in, in Orange County. I love just taking those yeah, there. Yeah, Orange is a little bit more inland, a little bit more suburbia. Right, yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, Orange County as a whole. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm in between, well, I'm, you know, I'm in Huntington beach. So there's some good stuff on main street. Um, and then seal beach has got a lot of great stuff. And then yeah, seal well. beach is cool. It's like, uh, seal beach is rad. It's very, very old timey. And it's uh, very, very small, small town feel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My first year in the, in the States, um, I was there around Christmas time and they had a parade. Like people yeah. started gathering around. And it, it was so surreal being from one of the coldest cities on earth to being in California in December and seeing everybody celebrating Christmas, uh, right. like, like in beach gear, you know? Yeah. 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 It was a wild my, sight. my kid, uh, played in the band, a marching band, his high school marching band did that parade a couple of years. Oh, so, nice. and I have another crazy friend who joins, there's like the kazoo society i don't know if you remember the kazoo people there's like a group of people that come they walk down march and play in kazoos i have a friend who did that with them once that's awesome brandon you can yeah. join that band what was that dave you could join the kazoo band that was, yeah do you got mad kazoo skills yeah all right we got uh one more story here man jumped roof to roof while armed with machetes did that happen in Florida, Orange County, or Canada? I'm going to go with Orange County because I, I yeah. think that was you, Newt. I think I, well, you <laughs> Yeah. I, I was drunk. I don't remember. But, but you I'm kept your go social distance. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, this was pre-pandemic. I think I might have started it. I was hunting bats. I was swinging at bats with my machete. Um, I, I think that I think I do remember something like that. So I'm going to go with Orange County as well. You know, this is uh, this happens to be in uh, Dave's hometown of Winnipeg, Manitoba, oh, Canada. Uh, missed <laughs> I'm it. I'm not surprised about that. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny when I found that do. story. I found a bunch of them where there were like apparently machete attacks are the preferred uh, way to go up there in Canada. People love their machetes if they want to commit violence. Yeah, that's a it's like a gang thing. They're like carrying around <laughs> machetes. All right. They don't they don't have access to guns, you know. Like they're, What's they're that very Canada? Expensive. I thought I thought, but I thought Canada had a had a big gun, like per capita, just yes, like the United States, but, but like just hunting with hunting fewer guns. So you okay. can't. Gang members aren't going to take shotguns and and hunting rifles out on the streets with them because they can't hide it. And handguns are very very rare. They're they're extremely hard to get and they're very expensive. Okay. So people tend to shy away from them. So that's what the machetes are for. All right. Because right there's a lot of jungles in Canada, too. Yeah, so right, yeah. you, you can get machetes pretty much any hardware store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Brandon's uh, All right, Iowa man. Get. If you ever see Iowa man in the news, that's Brandon. Can you tell by yeah. his accent? No, I, I wasn't sure where you're from. I, I thought you were from the, from the States, though. Yeah, he doesn't seem Canadian. Yeah. No, the, the accent's different. I like how he set up his camera with the light behind him. You know, <laughs> that's an Iowa man thing to do. I've got the side light going on. Me too. Just coming yeah. in on this side. Yeah. All right. Um, Brandon, do you know how we're doing on time? Uh, yeah, we're uh, right around 50 minutes, give or take. All right. I think it's going to cut us off soon anyway. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on the free version of zoom. Oh, so nice. Uh, what's going on now that we've, uh, discussed a couple of things. Noodles, what's going on with the offspring right now? Right now, not a whole lot. Um, you know, we did have a lot of fun doing the here kitty kitty thing, of course, from, from Tiger King. Um, you know, Joe Exotic didn't sing any of those songs. I don't know. If, are you, have you guys seen the, the documentary at all? Yeah, oh, he, had that, yeah. he had that backing band, or the or not the backing band, but there was an actual band that played everything, and he just lip-synced all the videos. Yeah, he just told him what he wanted the song to be about. So, like, he would call the band, and he said, yeah, there's this bitch down in Florida, <laughs> this fucking bitch, and she's trying to jack me up, but she killed her husband. Will you do something, write a song about her killing her husband? And so they did. It was wow. two guys. It was uh, uh, Vince Johnson and Danny Danny Carlton or uh, Colton? You Colton Johnson band. Yeah, we did, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Colton Johnson band. Because, you know, those are the real heroes here. Yeah. yeah. The guys who actually <laughs> did their homework, they looked up the case and came up with this song that's actually pretty pretty fun. Like the guitar part is pretty cool, pretty uh, like almost surfy country, you know, yeah. twangy, but but yeah, so it was pretty cool. So I, I was Dexter and I were talking about it. I was just oh, that's funny. I'm going to learn this song and and uh, my wife was talking to Dexter's wife. Actually, all the offspring wives were texting and my wife was talking about how I did it. I talked Dexter into watching the documentary and he's like oh we should do that just for shits and giggles and it turned into a thing we actually spent a whole day in the studio doing the song and sending it off to pete so pete could put drums on it and then uh, and then we'd spend a whole well spend a morning just shooting the video that's awesome yeah yeah that's what i really loved about the song it, it felt like an offspring song but you know it still had the like the yeah the country and all that you could hear in there too like it had had you not known that there was a, an original band that did that i'm like 
that would total offspring right there. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it, we've never done anything country before, really. You know, we did, we did kind of do a ripoff of, uh, what was the urban struggle song, uh, like in the eighties, but we never put that out. We called it like stupid or stupid. Happy was the name of the song. And it had like the country kind of feel like urban struggle. Uh, but, but yeah, we've never done anything country at all. So yeah, I'm glad you like it. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Other than that, part I'll, of it. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the craziest part of it is Dexter's voice. You can hardly tell that it's, that it's him. He's cause he's singing like, like a country singer or like how it's done in that song. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, this guy hits all the notes. Like, it's a lot different. Uh, <laughs> uh, not not different, not hitting the notes, I mean, but, like, it's 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 a totally different style. And he well, it's it. a different, a little bit lower register, for sure. You know, he yeah. usually sings in a little bit little bit higher register. Uh, you know, yeah, we, we worked all that out. We weren't sure how to do it, to do it a little bit more in his register or just do it a little more true to the, to the thing. And we went a little bit more true to, to how it was. We up, did it a little bit more up-tempo, and we were kind of thinking, like, how would, like, Creedence, Creedence can do some country mm -hmm. stuff and make it rocking. So what would they do? So we kind of thought about that, changed it a little bit, made it a little more up-tempo, and, and uh, made it a little less, you know, like, like they really kind of have the southern drawl when they sing the song. And, like, how much do you want to go with the country drawl? When you're not really from the country, it'll sound fake. So he dialed that back a little bit, you know, and made it sound a little bit more like a normal California accent, I guess. Yeah, it's awesome. How's how is the song doing, by the way? Uh, I mean, it's just it's just a video that we put out, right, so, so you know, it's YouTube. not like yeah. I mean, I know I know it got like you know over like a million and a half views. Wow, um, I, I haven't really checked, but but yeah, people people are laughing at it. It puts smiles on people's faces, and that's really what this was this is about. I mean, we have we've got a record done in the can that we want to put out this year. We were planning on touring all year long and in, in support of the record. There's no, no touring, you know, and it's, it's probably not going to be any touring for a while, unfortunately. Right. So. Yeah. And even <clears throat> everybody, you, you're going to have to compete for venues after this because everybody's going to be making updates and doing their new dates all at the same yeah. time. Hopefully know? by next summer, like the big festivals can happen again. Uh, I think that's pretty optimistic, but, but hopefully, um, I think, it, you know, originally, I think when we first start up, it's going to be on a smaller scale. It's going to be, Probably clubs, but with limited capacity, you know. Um, is everyone going to be wearing masks at, at punk rock venues? You know, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. Eventually, you know, I know that we're going to start getting back to work and everybody's going to be hanging out again together. If, uh, if we don't of come course. up with a vaccine, hopefully we'll come up with some kind of – I know there's a new medicine that they – or new, some kind of medicine that they think can prevent or I guess limit the effects of the disease and make you healthier quicker. That's just a right. start, you know, I mean, that's, you'll still get pretty sick and I guess you still risk ending up on a ventilator, but hope so. You know, the more we study it, the more we learn about it, you know, the more we'll start opening this up. And I still think that, you know, testing people and finding out where, you know, where to shut down for a little bit while other parts of the economy stay open is a smart thing and we'll figure it all out. But that's awesome. So, the, so, uh, you're looking forward to going back on the road. You'll be promoting a new album. So are you guys going a little more independent now? What's going on with that? Well, uh, we're working with it. We want to work with a record label. We don't want to do it ourselves. You know, we want somebody that, that can help get the song in the hands of the fans the best way possible, whether that means streaming services or vinyl copies, you know, you know, the fan, different fans like it, you know, different ways. So we want something that'll kind of cover all of that. 
Um, you know, somebody that can help uh, set us up with, with uh, press and stuff right now. Like, but I mean, that's really the, the main thing right now is just the, every, everything's so uncertain, you know, uh, with everything shutting down, you know, and when will it open up? But, but putting out a record shouldn't be a deal. And I, you know, we could do that. I could hit send right now on send you, you know, email it to you and, and a hundred other people, you know, everybody. And I'll leak it out contacts. to everybody. Yeah, but but we want to do it, you know. We and I think we're gonna to have to start putting out songs and stuff. It's been too long, and and we've got all these songs that we're sitting on, dying for the fans to hear, you know. And everything's just kind of up in the air now. But I, I'm sure we'll, we're gonna have something out soon. I mean, the plan was to put out a single in the next month or two, two or three, and then uh, the record out in September. I don't know if that'll still happen, but hopefully, September. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. So. You, just one thing real quick. You had mentioned that uh, the you want to do streaming and vinyl. The, like CDs haven't even – wasn't even a thought Well, everything that, in between. It? Everything in between. I went from like the most digital to, to, the, to the least digital. But right, yeah, but, CDs, you know, yeah. I mean, people still buy sh- shit in truck stops and Starbucks, right? Right. They, have, <laughs> they still have CDs at Starbucks. And I know they do at truck stops. So, just the, yeah. times have, the times have changed. And you've, you, the Offspring's sort of been there through all of it. Because I've 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 seen videos of you guys when you were kids playing together, yeah. and uh, God, what was that show you were on with that dude with the crazy hair? And he's like, these guys are a bunch of heathens, and uh, what's his name, Doug something? And you guys, oh, oh man, God. I shouldn't have brought it up because I don't remember exactly. It was so long ago that w- I saw was it. this was this like public access TV? Yeah, yeah, it was a public couple access, of those. Okay, and it was a bunch yeah. of punk rockers in the audience, and you have this guy who is a conservative. But he's he's ripping the band apart, and he's it seems like he's joking. Oh, apart, Wally so. George! Wally George, yes, <laughs> Wally George show, yeah. That was just a uh, funny thing, you know. That was that was public access TV, and this guy did this crazy conservative talk show, and it was so funny because it was all scripted and bullshit, right? Yeah. So he comes in. He has Rebecca De Mornay's dad. Actually, she's the chick from Risky Business, the Tom Cruise thing. Way before your time, I'm mean, dating myself now. But he comes in, we're all sitting around this table, and he explains, okay, first I'm going to have the condom for kitties guy come out, and I'm going to tear him apart. <laughs> and we're sitting there talking to this guy. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to argue why, why we should be giving condoms to kids in elementary school. And he's just getting jacked up thinking about how he's going to argue with Wally George in front of this audience. And I didn't get it until we went out there and I realized, oh man, there's an adrenaline rush for sure when everyone's booing you, yeah. you know, in your audience. But they're also laughing too. You're making yeah. half the audience were there. Just most of the audience was there because it was just a ridiculous thing to laugh at. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. So I did that show and then went straight to Cypress College and took my night classes. As <laughs> in between my day job as a janitor, going Wally George, then straight to yeah to Cypress College for my night school. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, well, and you were working, you had a, you, and you're online, you mentioned that you're a retired janitor and there's yeah. a, a lot of truth to that, isn't there? 13 years of truth to that. Yeah. I was first, I was a custodian at the, the high school I went to working nights, you know, just cleaning up after assholes like me when I was there mm-hmm. and then, and the teachers too, there's a lot of filthy teachers but then I got a job as a head custodian so I could start doing shows at night because when I was working at night, you know, Monday through Friday, I couldn't play shows. So, right. so I got the day job so I could go out and gig locally at night. And you guys kind of, you got your break while you were still working as a janitor. And the urban <laughs> yeah. legend is that you continued working as a janitor because you promised you would. Is, I did, yeah. 
Very true. Yeah. So the, the record came out with Smash came out in April and and slowly started to, to take off. But by May, we had song like, well, I guess it was come out and play was in heavy rotation on MTV and we're setting up tours. And I and I worked with my boss and I said, and she said, please don't quit before the end of the school year. And I said, well, can I take a couple of Fridays and Mondays off and just go out on weekends? And she's like, yeah, OK. So we worked it out. And uh, man, I was fried by the end of that. But there was a, high, uh, a school bus stop right in front of the elementary school and kids would walk through the the, the elementary school or elementary school grounds, I'd be there sweeping up and kids are looking at me going, man, <laughs> what are you doing? I just saw you on TV, man. What are you doing? You're sweeping up. Uh, but it worked out, you know, I was fried by the end of it, but, but I worked out. My boss was great. I loved her. So, you know, helped her out. She helped me out. That's amazing. It's very humble of you. I'm just dumb. <laughs> 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 That's great. Well, Noodles, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you My on. pleasure, guys. Did you have to good drive to Beverly Hills? Uh, I, yeah, I know. Thank God. Yeah. Well, especially the scary thing was I was going to drive out and you guys were going to get me drunk and then I was going to have to drive back home. Well, we were so. going to Uber you either way and the shit shack would have paid for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you just sort of sit in the back and call the guy Jeeves. But I could have done uh, that. Where can we find you online, Noodles? Uh, I am at The Nudes, uh, G-N-U-D-Z. Uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Right on. And no, no, no fake accounts that you were mentioning or second accounts. Uh, you Nothing can find them, find them, find them through, find them through my, uh, find them through, uh, my, my regular Twitter account. Wouldn't be hard to figure out. I, I retweet myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are the Valley boys. Thanks for listening. Take care. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you guys. See ya.